Happy 420, bitches. <laughs> oh, ripping a bong. The good old days. That's right, oh, God, baby. God, I haven't ripped a bong in years. I haven't either. Remember when I lived when I lived in DC? I, well, you kind of didn't. I really didn't know you. Uh, I did the gravity bong oh, at your apartment. My God, I used to do this thing. I would put it in a did vase of water. <laughs> I put it. In, I've got a, a Coke bottle in and hollowed out like five holes in the bottom, and then put it in a vase of water. And like, remember, I would pull it up and fill the entire bottle full of that. Gra- we used to do that with a gallon of milk, a gallon milk oh. jug. And oh we would God. cut the bottom out and oh. just... Oh. I mean, I've watched gravity bongs throw people across the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're talking Insane. about... Insane. You're talking about next level gravity bong next shit. Next level, honey. <laughs> yeah. Honey. Welcome to the big show. It is 420, honey. Heidi and I are stoned out of our mind. We just did massive hits. The show is going to degradate... <laughs> in quality <laughs> I'm teasing you, I you know don't... this might be the well gosh oh the 420 novelty I know if you know anything it's about come me it's coming gone if anyone thinks they can do a show high drunk on drugs whatever it's just so not true Heidi and I have tried to record before like we've been high and drunk and like we've tried to do shows and we listen back to it I mean it just sounds so bad you think well you I think them? the funny part is like when shows do it they set out like this is what we're doing yeah. we're recording for three hours you're going to listen to us get wasted yeah that's different that or one different. of us does and one doesn't not like ah I mean we have when we were doing it drunk we had no content <laughs> we had no content right we should try it I mean I think that's one of the things that we've thrown out um, is us to do the show when we're like drunk one day or get drunk as we do the show didn't we say we were gonna start out sober and then like just get fucking shit housed over the next hour but I think for the time of our show we would literally like say hello and start doing shots Give it boom just like bam. <laughs> we just gotta go because <laughs> it's an hour and 15 minutes and it's gonna take me a bit it's gonna take me a minute it would take me a I minute got, to get... I got a lot of body to fill with some booze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, it's 420. Heidi and I, unfortunately, it's Wednesday, 420. Heidi and I are not stoned out of our mind. I do not like to get stoned anymore. I used to love it. I used to smoke it all the time. And I'll smoke it, I guess, every now and then if it's like I'm by myself or like if Heidi, like you were here and like we were going to watch a movie or it's just me and Rob. But like I get just crippling. Paranoia. I don't really get high anymore. Yeah. I'm a working girl, so... <laughs> you are... <laughs> Who knows how things are going to affect me these days. You are a working girl. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, boy. Am I losing you to the work-from-home vortex? I feel like you're going deeper and deeper into the Matrix. Well, hmm, where does one start? This week... It's very busy with career fairs, and I need to show support as the leader of my team. So I'm there for support with shitty hotel internet and network. I can't share screens during meetings. I sound like gerbils. I can't even be on... I can't do Teams or meetings on my laptop. I have to just listen on my phone. I tell you. So that's when I'm like, I need to get back to command center. 
Yep. Now you see, I'm telling you, command center. It's a real thing. That's where I heard I'm myself. I mean, at the end of today, it's only Wednesday. I already started to have my Thursday feelings, which is like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm right here. I need Friday. I'm going to get through it because Saturday is around the corner. But no, today is only hump day. That's right. It's only hump day. Right. Oh, Lord. Well, you got to hang in there, girl. You know, I, I said a couple of things to you off the air last week. Like, you know, you got to set boundaries and fucking just stop thinking you have to respond to that shit at night. And so it's hard. It's you'll hard. be proud of me. Yeah, I did a little better. So I've had some nutty nights. So Easter was on Sunday. Lovely, huge family Sunday brunch at my sister's house. Amazing spread, like fucking always. I've never been to a halting a halting holiday where the table isn't packed. Always too much food, even though we have a menu. Amazing. Too much food. Right. Fabulous. Yeah. And the champagne was flowing. Oh, right. I mean, I was drunk by 6.30. I was hungover by 11. Oh, my God. But I was stressed because the week, I mean, it's just so busy. I'm boring everyone listening to this. <laughs> right. But I was waking up with heart palpitations <laughs> like on Sunday night. I went to work looking like ass. I was like, huh, yep. I'm quitting this job. Oh Nothing is worth this. Yep. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I mean, I guess I haven't really thought about quitting my job. But anyway, whatever. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. I'm sorry to get out of that, but I've yeah, just exactly. been like living in it. I know, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, right, peeps. Let's, let's talk about why we just started the show at 9.30 at night. So I have decided to fully submerge myself in the TikTok world in terms of catapulting WGRL radio onto the platform. And Heidi and I were just doing our first live video to tell everyone to call in 844-234-9375. So we just posted a video. I'm sorry, that's nine four seven five. What did I say? Nine three Ooh, seven five. Nine, you four, sure seven. you're not high? I'm not high. I promise. I, I am not high. <laughs> <laughs> As I take another hit. Um eight four four two three four nine four seven five. Thank you. Call, uh, we, comment, like, subscribe. That's right. Now on TikTok. Newsflash. Breaking news. Um but TikTok is a little weird because I just posted and said, hey, give us a call. And I put the text on the TikTok and I said, you know, call us now. It was nine o'clock. It took us 30 minutes to get to 930. My video would not post. And Heidi and I are like, what the fuck? She's over there looking at it. She can't find it. She's like, it's not posting. I'm looking at it. I see it's posted. It's like, I guess because we were saying call us and give us a, gave a phone number. I think it's like TikTok. The algorithm doesn't want anyone leaving TikTok to go make a phone call is the only thing I can think of. That made a lot of sense. Maybe we just say, call us from TikTok. <laughs> I, right. Right. So let's see here. We'll just do a little audience check-in. All right. So my video's been viewed only two times. <laughs> Excellent. One by me. <laughs> one by you. Uh, and one by a stranger. Okay. Well. Oh, good. We like strangers. There you go. So we are... In the TikTok universe, TikTokverse, TikTokerverse, TikTokverse, uh, right? Tick so TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> we're we're learning. I'm so excited. I'm I'm excited too. You know, it is a great platform because the algorithm is much different than the Instagram and the Facebook algorithm. I'm so sick 
of Instagram and Facebook, especially Instagram. I mean, it's the same company. But the fucking way they run it and they shadow ban people and they fuck people's accounts over and they take it down. It's like, go fuck yourself. I'm so done with them. Anyway. You know me. I'm living in a technology world <laughs> in which I am and always will be challenged. Yes. Not super challenged, but I just don't care like you care. I wish I could. I'd be like, oh my God, I should make content all the time. And I'm like... I'm going to do something else. <laughs> well, but my thing is, like, if I'm going to make content, I'm going to do it here and talk about my thoughts on the show, play clips, and talk to you about it. I don't want to just sit and talk to TikTok. I don't... That's not my no. style. I don't... I need to, like, We'll talk. get them. We'll get them. We know you're out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, what has happened this week? There's been so much going on. It's been a, not a snow, slow news week. Um, I've got so many little clips here. You've got stuff, I'm sure, to say, but, you know, did you see, like, you know, this airport and airline mask mandate situation that they've been lifted? Right. So I hear they've been lifted. I started hearing it a little bit on the news, and I'm like, what is this person talking about carrying extra masks and asking people to wear them? And I was like, huh? And then a family member was like, oh, good. I'm finally glad they lifted it. I was like, lifted what? They're like, the mask mandate for airplanes. I'm like, you know what I never plan on doing? Riding in an airplane without a mask. I, I have been you. on airplanes for two years and I have not, and sure, COVID, whatever, but no colds, no flus, I know. no nothing. Right. I I will find a comfortable mask. At, now, will I wear it the whole time? I'll, not a nice cloth mask, something comfortable. Right. I'm never flying yes. without one. I, I can that's exactly you literally took the words out of my mouth like why is everyone so fucking excited about this it's like okay give them a choice but what if you have the choice I know you're not being forced to do it anymore which is fine but like why would you want to breathe that air it's disgusting the amount of people at work alone yeah. I've seen three people that have been around each other are like down Flu, cold, totally. coughing, gross. Yeah. I'm like, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, when we were in Mexico, I came back and I told you I got sick. And I'm like, you know, All I, right. think, I think my mask, I just had it off in a big public place. You know, I'm not going to ride the subway here in New York City when I start going back to work. I'm not going to ride the subway with it off ever again. I'm not going to ride a plane with it off ever again. I just can't fucking believe that these people are all rejoicing. And so much so... That there was, you know, whenever the news was announced, because I guess there's this Trump appointed federal judge in Florida that ruled the mandate was unconstitutional. Now, I don't know how the federal judge in Florida strikes it down and it applies na internet or nationally. I'm like, OK, I guess there's something with the law or whatever she's where whatever bench she's sitting on. Like, I don't understand all that system and I don't claim to. Um, but so, like, you know, they she announced the, the she made that ruling and so that everyone started announcing it on airplanes. And so it's like everyone started going crazy. Here's here's one recording from one of the flats that uh, that was announcing the end of the mandate. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration... The Biden administration did not announce it, by the way. Yeah. I think that this was just like... I, I don't know who really announced it or if it's... I guess it's going to be challenged in court. Who the fuck knows? ...will no longer enforce the federal mandate... Requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Listen to that. 
Yay, give me the flu, spit on me, right. cough on me, get me sick. That's the thing. <laughs> I was... Immediately, masks are optional for all airport employees, crew members, and customers inside U.S. airports and on border. And let me tell you something. Next time you fly, and you do this, Heidi, and you're, you're th- saying the same thing I am, take a look around at the fucking trash sitting beside you. Exactly. Think, think about... When they fucking pick their nose, when they wipe their fat, sloppy, ugly, disgusting ass after they take a huge diarrhea shit, and then they touch their face and they touch everything around you, you want to breathe the same fucking air that they're breathing and not have any kind of face protection on? I don't think so. I understand we're not going to live in a perfect world where I'm going to get to breathe pure oxygen that's unadulterated or untouched or whatever, but like... If you can just be on the airplane with all those people in that capsule with two or 300 people, why the fuck is it such a big deal? Take a look around at what you're sitting next to. That is exactly what I told my family. I said, even before the pandemic, I was traveling a lot for work and I would just, I started wearing gloves and wrap a scarf around my mouth and nose because I was not getting sick. I'm like, this is, I don't want... And you start, you just start to get the heebie-jeebies. Oh, oh, it's disgusting. You smelling people's, oh, oh, when they bring their fucking nasty food on the airplane to eat there. Oh, it's just, everyone is disgusting. I can't stand traveling with people. I mean, people are vile. Oh, relax. Yeah. You are a person. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> listen, here, listen to this one. So this one is so over the top of that the flight attendant walked down the aisle with the trash bag, singing, throw away your mask. Uh. I mean, and he's walking down the aisle, singing and throw, collecting masks to throw away. I'm like, I get it. If people don't want to wear their masks, don't, it's like, but my God. But don't celebrate I don't know. It's just this weird masks saved a lot of lives and oh, not totally. wearing them have killed hundreds and thousands, millions of people. Oh, yeah. Well, so I mean, it's you, just like this whole, but it's so America to be like this. Oh, my the God. Fucktards all Because you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to appease the fucktards on the planes. Yep. That were causing problems, syrup. Sir, can you please put your mask up? Right. Sir, you need to keep your nose and your mouth covered. Please, sir. Yeah. Oh, right. It, it's like, it is, you're so right. It's so American. It's so fucking American. It's so fucked up. I mean, like, in China, people have been wearing masks forever. Oh, like, yeah, forever. They've always worn masks. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we are so arrogant and so self-centered. And you're not going to tell me what to do. You're infringing upon my rights. I can't breathe. I want to breathe O2 and not CO2. Fuck you. Right. And so my question is, so how have surgeons and people who work in the hospital have lived and done it for years? Yeah, but I just fucking can't stand people. Anyway, speaking of China, did you see um, fucking... Shanghai is on complete lockdown. 26 million people are completely locked down. And they are they are taking it as like a zero tolerance approach. And I know a little bit about this because I work at a place that um, has some business in China. 
And, uh, you know, they are, the, you know, we get word and we get information back that they're saying that it's, we are, they're locked in the house. They are not supposed to leave. If one person's test is positive, the clock resets. I mean, it's super strict. Meanwhile, they want to say that they've only had like two or three deaths or something. Let's be honest. If they're going to lock down 26 million people, there are There's people more dropping. more than two or three. <laughs> yeah. There are people <laughs> dropping dead by the dead thousands. In the oh, yeah. my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. But 26 million but people thank locked down. God people can fly here now again. So that's fantastic. Bring oh. it on over. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, but what's so crazy is I saw these images of the streets of Shanghai where someone was recording these uh, like like robotic dogs running down the street with a megaphone attached to its back playing a message to tell everyone to stay inside. Listen to this. And you can hear the robotic dog walking like the... And so... The dog, the dog is going down like this empty street in Shanghai, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And like, people were referencing Black Mirror, which I guess is some like crazy show that I think we should be watching. I've heard it's really fucking good. And then there's evidently drones that are flying overhead too, saying, "Let's see, I'll read it. I wrote down what this is allegedly what it says." Please comply with COVID restrictions. Control your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing. That's what this is supposed to, is supposed to say. You know, this is a drone. Like, it seems a little... I mean, so this is very communist China to me. Right, but they're also like... We don't need millions of deaths on our hands with this again. I know, which makes me wonder, like, how bad is it? It's more than two or three. Yeah, I bet it's, like, really fucking bad. But, you know. God, uh, I wonder if it could come to Florida. Why Florida? No, if it could come to Florida and infect Florida. Oh, right. I see. I was like, what? Are you going to Florida? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, we're not back in the office yet. Um and now I guess it's kind of been pushed to June from what I heard. I don't fucking know. There's, there's really been not any clear guidance, which really kind of fucking pisses me off. Just let it keep on pushing. Yeah, but I'm like... Fine you have slight it. anxiety about it, though. I do. I, you know what? Today, something was mentioned about it. Someone was like, well, you know, we've got to get back by June. You know, at the end of June, Did you get triggered, Neil? I, I did get triggered. I was, I was a far-left, woke liberal who got triggered. <laughs> Yes, I said it. I was I was triggered. <laughs> no, it did make me think, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Fuck, I got to start thinking about this again. Whatever. It's, it's interesting. Every time I think about, like, well, maybe I will go look for a new job, and I was like, well, not unless it's 100% remote. I know. There's good and there's bad. I mean, they're saying... There can, is good, there's start, good and bad. Yeah, I mean, I want to go, like, one or two days a week. I was going to think about start to go, like, maybe next week. Um, because we have a big week next week or something going on. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll go in, you know, one or two days next week. So, you know, I've been commuting every day to and from the career fair. Right. I fucking hate traffic. It's awful. <laughs> Even though it's been kind of sweet because Rita takes me so he can have the car. Ah. 
because I don't need it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, it's nice to be dropped off by my husband and my husband picked me up. <laughs> uh, right. It has to be chauffeured. Chauffeured. Chauffeured <laughs> <laughs> around. Oh, my God. What else? So just Florida. Um, did you hear a perfect little bit? Um, some friends of the show sent me a little article. Yeah. I mean, what would be better than Colorado and Disney? Weed and Disney. So Colorado has invited Disney to move amid the socialist attacks from Ron DeSantis. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it says... And so I haven't really read into it. I was just kind of reading it. I thought it would be interesting, a little interesting. And um, Colorado governor, of course, like I've been, ha- I've had it sitting out here to tell you about it. And of course, it just like disappears the second I start telling you. Um, Colorado governor Jared Polis, who we like, right. openly gay governor. Yes. Has invited Disney to relocate to Colorado from Florida. <laughs> governor Ron DeSantis, DeSantis socialist attacks on the company. Florida, Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the private sector for driving businesses away, Polis tweeted on Tuesday. In Colorado, we don't meddle in affairs of companies like at Disney or at Twitter. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Bring oh, it. I like that. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I know, right? That's great. Oh, that was kind of good. I was like, oh, cool. I got What a great little little bit for 420. Yeah, right. They were well, like, hey, Colorado and weed and Disney. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, the problem is fucking the Florida weather is what everyone wants to go to. Oh, There's yeah. No other... they, I mean, they their business between, I'm sure, November and January is just explosive. Right. What... Uh, I've totally just completely lost my train of thought. I was thinking about that fucking TikTok video again. <laughs> like, I'm just mystified as to why we that would not post. Anyway, um, I wanted to play you this little clip that I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, so they started um, seating jurors in the Parkland uh, school shooting case. Really? Where was the Parkland school? Was it Florida? That was speaking of Florida, yeah. It was, it was the the jury selection is underway in Fort Lauderdale. Was Parkland is that was that in Fort Lauderdale or did they move the trial to a different city in Florida? I can't remember Didn't where they move. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. They are because you just brought up Florida, so I was just it made me think of this because it says Fort Lauderdale here. Um, so they started the jury selection for for the Parkland uh, shooting, and uh, the, this woman has a very unique reason. Why she can't serve as a juror. And, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, like I've really been spending a lot of time and mental capital trying to think of reasons to get out of jury duty in the past. I mean, I need to just be completely flat, but just honest like this woman is. I mean, listen to this. And it's from the news and they kind of break it up. And like this woman, the news anchor, does some commentary in between, which I think is actually kind of hilarious. But we have to get through all of her commentary so we can listen to the interview with the woman, the juror. But listen to the juror's explanation about why she can't serve on the Parkland jury. No one expected jury selection in the Parkland shooter's penalty phase trial to go viral. But this clip of a potential juror explaining why she can't serve on the panel made the rounds on social media. I need to figure out something. 
I have my sugar daddy that I see every day. I'm sorry? My sugar daddy. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about, but well, I'm married and I have my, my sugar daddy. Okay, <laughs> it's like I love the judge doesn't know what she's talking about. What are you talking about? She's like my sugar daddy. My sugar daddy. <laughs> I got a sugar daddy I see every day. <laughs> I mean, this is fucking great. This is yeah, America. no shit. That woman, Mrs. Bristol, a native New Yorker, says she wasn't trying to weasel her way out of jury duty. If I do this case for six months, I have a hardship. That means my sugar daddy can't support me. She told me that six-month time frame would put her in a financial bind. How much exactly per month she claims she'll miss out on? $8,000 a month. The Damn! last up to six months. I, mean, I need a sugar daddy. I mean, seriously, that pussy must be fucking nice. Tight. I mean, tight pussy. Wet-ass motherfucking <laughs> pussy like Cardi B, honey. Yes. <laughs> Jurors would have to make a recommendation to the judge of a life or death sentence. It's all day for six months. And that was my hardship. I need my sugar daddy money. My sugar daddy money. Oh, I love that part. Hold on. It's all day for six months. And that was my hardship. I need my sugar daddy money. Bristol said she was honest saying her hardship was financial. I need my sugar daddy money. (laughs) All day, every day for six months. Six months. Six months times 30 days is 180 days. 180 times eight. That's like a lot of money. 180, <laughs> 180 days times $8,000 a day, she said? Oh, no, a month. Yeah, I, oh, it's 8000 a, a month times six, so that's $48,000. Hey, that's, that sounds like a hardship You know what? <laughs> that's a hardship. <laughs> that is. Anshul, so the judge excused her. I said to the judge... I have a sugar daddy, and I'm married, <laughs> and I have a husband. Just- and she's married. <laughs> she's like, I'm juggling a lot in my life to make it work. I know. <laughs> I'm married, I've got a husband, and a sugar daddy. Uh, <laughs> a who's, what did you say it again? <laughs> a husband. Right, a husband. A husband? It's the Jamaican. A husband. <laughs> I've got a husband and a sugar daddy. Sugar I'm daddy. busy, busy. That's a... <laughs> Busy queen. Oh, busy. Common hardships like having two jobs or a long vacation, but none as unique as this one. Right. <laughs> it's like Miss Cleo goes for jury duty. It's totally like that. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call uh, me now for your free tarot reading. Call me now, Miss Cleo. Call me now. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Oh my God! There's Cleo. A, I know exactly what you're doing. That fucking. <laughs> there's a video on YouTube by Milan. She's a drag queen. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race. She kind of went in, you know, off into the sunset, into oblivion after the show. But before she was on Ru, years before, she yeah. made that video of of herself, like she was a jilted collar of Miss Cleo, <sighs> like she got screwed over by Miss Cleo. I mean, it's one of the it greatest. Was, it's. It's classic of the greatest things I've ever seen. I can't remember when we found it. We watched oh. it incessantly for days, hours. We I could not stop. Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Cleo. I don't think you really know, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo, Miss Cleo. You called to call me for your free reading. You said it would be for free, but I just got my phone bill. But bitch, yeah. you ain't you. This ain't you ain't right from this ain't right for me or something like that. I mean, it's so. 
fucking good. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so great. Milan. Get the back office to pull it for next yeah, week. I'll have back office pull it. Milan, Miss Cleo, look it up on YouTube. It is fucking awesome. Classic. Priceless. Classic, classic. Um, yeah. Speaking of classics, I saw where, um, DJ Paulo released mm. that. I haven't listened to it yet, so I didn't even pull anything, but it got me thinking about something. Um, released a, He's released a new set called Gimme, 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 called New York City House and New Disco. Everyone knows, knows DJ Paulo. We are an official DJ Paulo stan account. Fan club. <laughs> fan fan club. girling. Fan Clacking girl. our fans. Uh, oh, yeah, right. We clack our fans for DJ Paulo. Um, but he released that he's got this new podcast out uh, for, uh, uh, based kind of on New York City House and New Disco, kind of like a departure from what he usually does. It's going to be really good. It's probably going to be really fucking good. Right. Uh, it's, now, yeah. Well, you know how I feel about Disco, hottie. And you know how I feel about Disco, Neil. I do. So we come from two different schools. We do of disco. We do now. That's why it's going to be interesting for us to both why listen to this independently and then come together on WGRL Radio to discuss our thoughts on this new podcast. I concur. So you know, uh, but I it made me look up new disco, and because I'd never heard of it, I was like, "What the fuck is new disco?" But evidently, it is the it is a music genre. It's an actual music genre that is associated with renewed interest in 1970s disco, and it's like a thing. And so, essentially, it's new music that takes elements from disco from the past, um, you know, and, and it's namely like the structure of the song. And, you know, like, again, like it, like I just said to Heidi, it's not my thing, but I do ever recognize everyone loves it, and it's very iconic. And, of course, I can't forget that it is where we get the, the, um, the structure of the 4-4 on the floor that was made so popular by Frankie Knuckles and Larry LeVans of the world and all those Frankie. guys that really paved the way in the, in the clubs in you know, playing all these songs and paving the way for the dance music that we have today. But it really got me thinking about the divas also who built house music. And so I went and I pulled, you know, a few of the, some of the divas. I think you'll be familiar with some of these, Heidi. And I was like, hmm, where are they now? Where, who, who were some of the divas? I don't know. Maybe you have some that you have in your mind. But these are definitely some that I like. They were definitely part of that disco feel. But they also were used heavily in creating that dance floor that we know and enjoy today and these are songs that you still hear you go to the circuit the big room circuit you go to a circuit party you always you hear, hear the sample the sample somehow so let's take a little trip down disco diva memory lane so the first one i put on here is by robin s everyone has heard it everyone knows it the ubiquitous hit Show Me Love, Hanny, released in 1990. Now, so this... Oh. Where were you in 1990? Like, were you in the dance club? Were you up in the club taking your shirt off? I... I no. I didn't <laughs> take my clothes off in the club, Neil. But was I in the club in 1990? Oh, hell yes. Right. And were you listening? I was only three years out of high school. And so, right, like... I was 
serious. Like, this is when Krista and I, seven nights a week. Really? We in the club. Oh, really? we were working Denver. Oh, that's fucking awesome. So, yeah. Like, I mean, this spawned a zillion remixes. It's an unforgettable riff. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a great song. And it's like, you know, iconic 1990s club. Yeah, it's fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, Robin S. is 59 years old and lives in Queens. She's still with us. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know of any other, like, late great songs that she's released, but this one will go down in history. Was she a one-hit wonder? I don't know. I mean, there's some other stuff that she had to have done. Yeah, there's, there's but that was like, that blew up. Blew up. All right. Who else do we've got? Let's see. Oh, this one. This one is, I mean, a true pioneer of dance. You gotta have it, house gotta music. have Donna Summer. Well, that was more like disco, true disco. I'm talking. Oh, about I'm sorry, like, your new disco. Well, yeah, like yeah. Divas, I think it's hard like, to have tr- new disco without true disco. Well, right. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, that's a pioneer. Right. Pioneers no, no, pave the way. Well, you're talking about actual like real disco. I'm talking Di- about really the house <laughs> divas. I'm talking about Fair. those okay, divas. True. That are sampled and continually used, and like you, the, the like really gay iconic house divas. I mean, yeah. really, let's mm-hmm. be very specific. Really, these are these are the this is like the Mount Rushmore of 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 gay house divas. Yes. All right, next one. Who could forget Crystal Waters? Oh my God! Released in 1991, cited as one of the pioneers of dance and house music. She was singing about homelessness in this, and she wanted to put people to focus on that issue. But huh. instead, they focused on this fucking riff that you can't get out of your head. Next time I'll sing it while I'm going next to a homeless person. Right. She charted 20 songs on the Billboard Dance Club chart, 12 reaching number one, 100 million streams, on all platforms, Crystal Waters, uh, born in 1961 in New Jersey. Don't know where she is now. Don't know if she's still with us, if she's still making music. Really don't know about Crystal Waters. I looked some stuff up. I was trying to find some things. Got nothing. So, Crystal Waters, if you're listening, give us a call, sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. How about this one? I mean, this one is, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Now you got it. Oh, yeah. This one, this one will even get me going. CC Peniston, released in 1992. I mean, this is years and years. I mean, this, oh. this wasn't even in and out in 92. It was. You just continue to hear it in oh, the clubs. Oh, my God. Even now, and it was in the iconic, iconic, one of my favorite movies Absolutely. ever. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Desert. I mean, one of the greatest, greatest. I think it was the final number in Priscilla. I mean, fuck my butt. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. The Broadway show, all of it. Stick it in. Bareback. This song. <laughs> I love it. Cece Peniston. So good. So good. Born in 1969, still active today. Don't know what she's doing, but she is still with us. I mean, but after you release this, how the fuck? Where do you go? 
after this. I mean, you can go places, but... Just keep getting checks. Yeah, right. Keep getting those residual checks for whatever. I mean, come on, girl. All right. Who is our next house diva? So you see, there's definitely a certain theme to these. There's a certain theme to these, right? It's not like the Donna Summers. It's it's, It's different. Those are like mainstream. Well, it... Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say it started to almost like kind of that pop, like where it started into. Right. It wasn't disco. Right. That's it right. It was moving. It moved out of disco, but it had a Correct. pop That's right. feel well, to it where it still had that beat, mm-hmm. but it still, then it started to get a little poppy. It, it became a different sort of mainstream. Right. Because well, when, I think disco was also, it hit mainstream, but it was, it was, it started very underground, I believe. No, right. And, you know, you know, these songs are borrowing from, again, like I talked about, like the Frankie Knuckles, the 4-4 four, four on the floor. The, mm-hmm. What 4-4 four, four on the floor is, is the beat that five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And every four counts, this music changes a little. Two, really, two, Howard? Three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. What do you mean? No, that's, you know, you're always like, shut up with the music, Howard. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, this, okay. is, this is important <laughs> no, to this me. No, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the 4-4 on the floor that we know and love. Um, all right, who's next? Here we go. This is another one, iconic, released in 1999, Unspeakable Joy. Oh, this is, I mean... Right. How many mixes have you heard this on? Oh my god! I mean, to this day, and thousands. I want to hear it every time I hear it. I'm like, oh my god! I'm so happy I'm hearing this. Yeah. And see, <laughs> right. these songs don't annoy me as much as the actual like, I, like the original disco songs do. Like, I don't want to hear YMCA and like all that. That stuff annoys <laughs> yeah. me. I get it. It's iconic. I appreciate it. I understand its place in history. This is this just a little. Is, I love this song. This is Kim English, born in 1970, an electronic soul gospel and house music singer. Released in 1999, like I said, Kim English is actually not with us anymore. She died at the age of 48 in 2019, unfortunately, of kidney failure. So, sorry about that now. All right. Our next house diva is someone who, you know... She's more recent, but I think deserves... I, I just couldn't do it without it, without putting her on here. It's a little more recent. This was released in 2001. I think you know her. This song is so good. Deborah Cox, baby. In a ponytail. Oh, my God. Should she's I fabulous. My damn stuff in Chanel. Yeah. Absolutely now. Absolutely I heard this oh. song. I heard this entire album literally two weeks after I moved to DC for the first yeah. time. Oh, right. And it was Trapper and I's oh. anthem. It's- we would we would leave Falls Church. We would put it in. We would do shots. Drive to <laughs> the city. We would drive to Jr's. Get wasted and then drive back and sing it at the top of our lungs. It's so good. Oh, I mean, love it's so this. good. Deborah Cox. She's wonderful. Deborah Cox is from Toronto. Released in 2001. Absolutely not. Who does not love it? Deborah, love her. 
She, I've actually seen her perform live and in person at one of my very, very first circuit parties that a guy that I was dating in D.C. took me to. I was like, oh my God, Deborah Cox. I saw her at... What year? It, it was like Parliament House in Fort Lauderdale, I think is where Parliament House is. Someone can fact check me on that. Maybe the guys in the back can fact, fact check me on that. Parliament House in Fort Lauderdale, she, she performed... It's like a hotel slash fucking sleazy like club slash <laughs> right. slash bathhouse slash she was perfection there, slash perfection <laughs> and we were there just fucking doing God knows what you know don't know all those things yes. that you do <laughs> so, what yes. year was that oh my God uh, it had to be two thousand and five or six. Cause okay. see, so this came out in two thousand one so she was still doing that and still doing tours. Yeah, because I heard it in O two. Yeah, so I mean, this I mean, the song still lives on. I mean, you know. It's oh like, yeah, it's fantastic. So, these are all fantastic. Every one of these songs that yeah. you're playing. All right, one more. You know, they're all taking me back. I'm like, oh my god, I heard this on that dance floor. Oh my yeah. god, I heard this on that dance floor. <laughs> well, and it's so great because people like DJ Paulo. I can't again. I can't wait to listen to his new set because I hope that you know he took some of these. You know, and if I know DJ Paulo, he will definitely pay homage to to his divas because he does appreciate a house diva a hundred percent yes she does all right last one for you got one more and i think that you know if you can't oh excuse me i just burped if you can't guess what the fuck this song is i don't know i mean guess what the last song is what the last diva is to worship is i mean it's just like how can you do this this look back this mini look back i understand this is not all inclusive and i'm probably missing a bunch of people and you can all write in and tell me who i'm missing but here we go how can you do it without everybody's favorite weather girl martha wash baby (laughs) (laughs) this song brings the hallelujah it's raining men oh yeah (laughs) oh my god See, this was more on the tail end of disco. I was going to say, because this has that Donna Summer feel. Yeah, right. So this was on yeah. the tail end of disco. This was really, like, you could really classify this as kind of like the pioneer. This was in 83. So you're really looking at, like... So that's the, tri- the end. Yeah, end of disco. Really starting to turn into, like, the, the dance clubs. Like, the New York underground. Like, can you imagine being able to go to Paradise Garage and hear this? Oh my god I can Yes I can imagine it I should have been there I know I should have too I mean we should have been there Howdy I mean could you fucking imagine And what cruise Has this not been played on What gay cruise When it's raining What (laughs) And the DJ busts it out And people Go go Mental Mental They literally I mean that's when somebody gives you totally. a tantric orgasm on your leg <laughs> totally. and energy is shooting through your body. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You don't know who you're fucking, but you're fucking somebody. Somebody. And it's in the rain and you are, oh my God, oh, you're yeah. losing your mind. Losing it. I mean, I have been outside when on a circuit, on a, I don't know if it was on the cruise or somewhere, but it's like you play, the DJ plays this, they got to play it. People lose their fucking, I mean, like you said, mental. And I love it's one of those songs that even the most 
studied, astute, underground, like, you know what, I don't do the the pop, I don't do the popular. This song even makes them get up and get a little oh, funky. Totally. They all, it does not matter. It does not I matter. I mean, it's Raining Men. How it's can that not men. be, like, the best gay song ever? <laughs> it's like it transcends generations. Even straight, gay, I mean, I just... It, it, yes. It is amazing. Martha Wash. Well, and women. So this is where... <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone loves this it. Is the, women, the women and their gays really come together over Raining Men. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I Martha. mean, everyone hears that first beat, and they're just looking at each other like... Ah! Totally. Crazy. <laughs> Martha Wash, love you so much. She is still with us. She works today. Um, she's big into activism and philanthropy. Uh, and she lives here in Baldwin, uh, Long Island. So look at her, Martha Wash, still going. Thanks, Martha. Now, talk about fucking cash and checks, Hanny. I bet she gets some checks <laughs> off of that. Good. Although I'm sure a lot of people rip her off and you know use it. And it's of like, course. How do you how do you send residuals to someone after you play that song on a cruise? <laughs> right. You know. So. Send her some free buffet tickets. <laughs> Martha Wash. <laughs> There's some others too. Thanks, Neil. That was great. Yeah, that was fun. I figured you would like that little look back, and I, I knew that you had did probably like that. been on the dance floor for most of those songs. Yes, absolutely, every single one. Yeah, I've um, been. Yeah, I've heard every single one of those songs, drunk or high, as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Monday was it? Maybe it was Sunday. I had some stuff to do. I was like, I'm gonna put something on in the background. So I like to go to Hulu and see what's doing on Hulu, right? Yeah. Yes. I watched episode one of the Kardashians. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, what? Shall we, like? or would you like to watch, and then we'll discuss? No, no, no. Tell me. I want to know because I do want to watch this. So, oh god, it tell was me interesting. It's... I was trying to just watch it with. The, I mean, it you know all started. You know, Kanye's not there. Scott's not there. They're having a family barbecue. So it's all about. It's the first time they've been on camera in a long time because they've been off camera. Talked about that. The first thing that I loved, it's the family barbecue, right? So yeah. everyone's starting to show up and it's exciting, right? Yeah. Yay, we're back together again. Family barbecue where they have a server with chafing dishes in the kitchen with like a server serving them. I'm like, okay, this is a barbecue. All right, that's good. Just checking. Kim, who's loading up her plate with fries and chicken wings. As she says, I'm usually a vegan every day. I'm a vegan, but just now and then I'm just 98% vegan. And it was just that capture of you're what? never a hundred percent real. Right. Never. And then at the end of the barbecue, she's like, I think I'm going to have a burger next. Uh, and you, I'm like, oh God. So you know what a vegan would never do never. like a true vegan. So I just, I just kind of giggled at it. But they they went into um oh my god why did I just lose her name the four sister I mean there's Kim, Kim. Chloe Kendall Courtney. Courtney who am I missing Kim Chloe Courtney Chloe 
Sorry. Oh, it was Chloe. Because yeah. there's Kylie. It was Chloe. A lo- there was a lot about Chloe and Travis. Doesn't she look odd? I Chloe? Mean, yeah. I mean, oh, no. Like the Not l- Chloe. Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Okay. Courtney was the one that divorced Scott that has the kids, right? Yes. Scott okay. Kissick. Yes. Her and Travis Barker. Who I would oddly fuck. <laughs> they are super in L-O-V-E love. Wait, who? It's Courtney. Courtney, right. And she's in Chloe's the one that's all American genes. Right, right. So wait, Scott Disick was married to Courtney. Correct. I was saying that I would fuck Scott Disick. Oh, so they had Scott on. I would not. I know he's smarmy. He's never done anything for me. I would fuck the hell out of him, I think. I I believe that you would. I don't know why, But but I would fuck him. (laughs) <laughs> so they did a lot on her and um, her and Travis. And, you know, they were just like peeping into everyone, just giving you a little touch of everyone's relationship. Oh, you're so they were doing Travis Scott and. It, well, tra- well, a little bit, but Travis Barker, the drummer. Oh, right. Oh, Travis Barker. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are in super love. And, and uh, uh, Chloe. Super happy. Yes. And Chloe. Super okay. happy. Okay. You know, Courtney and Herman. Tristan, I believe, you know, they're just really good friends and co-parenting, right? Because it's so for whatever. But didn't Kim? Go ahead. Well, no, but like Chloe, like don't you think like the whole look is weird now? Like the the titties. I was weird when she first did it. Like the first oh, time, boy, it's strange. I saw her because I I didn't. So I was always like, ah, oh, the fucking Kardashians. But, you know, it was also that, like, it was that train wreck you couldn't stop watching. Right. So I would watch it a bit. And she, I always watched her on a different, through a different lens, right? Yes. Because she was, she's the one. She's the one with the weight. She's the one that didn't get all the look. She's the right. one, you know, so she had to, I don't know, work a little harder, spend a little more money. So I remember the first time that I saw the first transformation where it was like did you just try are are you trying to look like pamela anderson it, yes something it was, it was super this it was a very california very blonde all the so much weight had been sucked out like she was skinny she looks like she's just a different person totally well it's like for me I, it, just everything is different right it, the, but it's the lips the titties and the eyes, it's almost like she had the shape of her, like, actual eyes eye socket changed. changed. Like yeah, her, well, it did change. It changed. Weird. And the way, and her nose, I mean, it was just like. Wow. They, right, when they, when I first saw this was years ago and it was first done, I was like, what, what, what? Like, yeah. I had to take a double take. Right. So, you know, it was very, like, let's look into everyone's lives and see what everyone's doing. You know, at the end, Kim was crying because somebody had put something up on an ad on Roblox and her son, if he would have been able to read something about putting up another sex video. So, I mean, and she got the lawyers on it post haste. But isn't like, she a lawyer now? So what, what I mean, she's still studying. Oh, Neil, she's God. working hard oh to help people. God. Oh, please. She is working hard. Well, She's so, been studying for two years. Well, I guess we're going to probably see in this new epi- in this new season of on Hulu, we're probably going to see her actually get her bar past her probably. Bar, her baby bar, whatever it was called, because it's already well, happened. Yeah, and then they did a big piece on her because they were filming her getting ready when she was the host of Saturday Night Live. 
Oh, good. So see, it's kind of behind the scenes. Where like she that. met Pete. Wait, so it shows behind the scenes a little of stuff like that. No, well, I think we're we're gonna start to see that. Oh, like good. You could, it gives a nice little. It you know it starts to set the table for oh, the good. season. Oh, I like that. Okay, see, now I'm going to be intrigued. So what's the total feel of it like? Is it like, is it good or is it, is it cringe? Is it It's the Kardashians. Okay, I'm going to like it. I would love to know how much they're getting paid for this. Now, did you know, notice, because so, so see, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, oh, sorry. What, Ryan Seacrest produced and made all the money for them on the E one. E. Who is mm-hmm. producing this one? Is it Andy Cohen? Is his name in the credits at all? Oh, geez. You know what? I was, it was more background and I was just like, then I kind of started oh, watching. Okay. I did not check, but I, I, I will watch another episode because I also am a lover of commercial free. Oh, it's fucking the best. Thank you, Hulu, is for giving f- me commercial free Kardashians. It is but, so good. And it's just so funny. And I have to tell this woman that I work with strangely sounds like Kim when she talks. Oh, really? And I was like, I sat there and for the last, for months, I'm like, who does she sound like? And then I heard Kim, I was like, oh my God! She sounds like Kim Kardashian. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, But after that episode, I was like, that's it. I need a momager. Oh my God. Chris is amazing. I mean, she is amazing. And she did talk about you know, they did a piece on you do nothing. It, she's like, we'll do that. How much are you paying? We'll do that. What's the check? We'll do that. What does it pay? She's like, my my girls have all learned you do nothing without getting paid. Nothing. Right. Yes. You don't walk somewhere. You don't show up somewhere. You don't talk somewhere. Without, ca- without dollars, you're not doing it. I mean, it's crazy. And then she named off all the companies. God. Well, that's because like, they can God. command that now because of where Right. They are. But I mean yeah. from where she started. Right. Well, that's how they you know, that's how that that's how it, that's how it started. Yeah. Yep. So sadly it, is it sad that I'm going to watch another episode? I'm going to watch it. I mean, you that's what I would call and what everyone would call a guilty pleasure. Yeah. I just yeah. I'm going to watch more. I just right. am. Um speaking of TV, you said you watched it, and I've got to hear what you have to say because I've. I mean, the eyes of Tammy Faye. So, <laughs> hated it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, like I said before, I watched it. I couldn't wait. Jessica Chastain is like on my. She's up there. I love everything she's done, and that was commitment. It oh. was so. She was amazing. That it's like you know when you sit there and you watch stuff that you like, and then they're like, "That's acting." It is acting. I mean, when they say "ready, act," she acted. Oh, I mean, she studied for months. I mean, years. I I was really impressed. Really, I mean, and here she is singing, "We are blessed." I knew when you had said you pulled songs. I was like, "He pulled this one. He pulled this one." I could not stop. I mean, she has a great voice, too. Right, and I don't even think it was super auto-tuned. We're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. We are blessed. We don't deserve it, but yet we are blessed. So have you been, like, feeling your 
you feeling your uh, Oklahoma roots and sitting and going to church oh in your God. office listening to your gospel? It's so... I mean, she blew my fucking mind. I mean, listen here. Let me play this one. When she sings Battle Hymn of the Republic at the beginning... Yeah. I mean, it's not auto-tuned at all. There's a... It is fucking awesome. Listen to her. My eyes have seen... This is at the end. Yeah. Of the well... Yeah. Yeah, it was the very last scene. He is trampling. It's so good. Where the grapes of Of wrath are stored, he hath loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. I mean, it is. The emotion from the entire movie that she carried in this song right was incredible I mean, it was transformative How do you do that? i don't know unfucking believe i am so i feel so fulfilled that she won the academy award for best actress as well i mean she deserved it. I mean, my God. Leaps and bounds above the rest. Like, nobody that saw that movie could have even thought for one second someone <laughs> was going to beat her. There's no fucking way. What fucking way? I mean, Like she, you said, you know what? You you put it on a high bar when you said, like, Shalice um, Theron in yes. Monster, in Monster's Ball. No, not Monster's Ball, sorry. Just Monster. In Monster. Yeah. And the commitment, I was like, oh, God. wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, hats off, Jessica. Love and you know what's her. so interesting? Because just the whole, you know, I knew about, who didn't know about PTL and, T- you know, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. But did you really follow it? Did I? Because you were probably little. Oh, I was too little. But mother do- would watch it every now and then. So I would catch it. it but I, like, I really I was giggled about it. Because I was like, oh my God, it's always so funny that... I always swear my parents are on that one step that was almost that, but never right. went there. Well, see, we never were there. We were not religious at all. We never went to church. Nothing like that. We Mother never took me to church. Wait, listen to her. For the amazing grace of God. Because without that beautiful grace, I wouldn't even be here today. God, that the accent. And she sounds like her. Totally. I love you. And I love you just enough for you today too and he loves you just the way you are oh my god i mean it's so good the opening scene when they were talking about do you need some makeup remover and she's like oh no this is oh my god and you can't take that off because that's permanent like well what about the eyelashes i won't remove my eyelashes i know they're my trademark. Totally. Leave, they stay on. I've got permanent this, permanent that. Permanent and that, that she had that white. I was like, it was <laughs> so awesome. Amazing. And they had those little jowl. Yes. To, it was. And the outfits. Yes. All of it. Thank you, Lord, for the United States of America. And I think. I think about how I remember Hallelujah. 
the media portraying her. Oh, I know. Which was not. Right. Like, all of this wonderful, like, her not knowing. So, I got that. But, like, even just loving people and having that Pastor Steve, I think that was his name, who's still alive. Yes. That she she had on the show. So, and it was like... in. Would that talk about controversy? I don't oh, even remember that happening. Right. So because you know, of course I wasn't that deep into it in the correct. news. I never saw that, but still, I was like, wow. So that guy, just a fun fact, that guy is still alive. So there was a gay guy for all of you who haven't watched it. Yet, go watch it. But there's a very iconic scene that Tammy Faye interviewed an AIDS patient in from uh, I think he was in California, L.A. L.A. or San Francisco. And, you know, she really shined a spotlight on it. It's like, why are you scared to hug these people? Why are you scared to be around these people? They're just like us. You're not going to get AIDS from just hugging someone. And, you know, she did this extremely heartfelt interview with this guy, and he's still alive. And Jessica Chastain took him to the Oscars brunch with her as her guest. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry right now. I know. I saw it. (laughs) There's like a there's like a um, making of or about the movie. Like I've seriously I have gone down the rabbit hole in this fucking movie, and she talks about how she took that guy to um, to the Oscars brunch or the lunch for like whenever they were doing the announcements or something. There was something for the nominees. She took him as her guest, and I was like, so is- she studied for years. Years. Who wrote Who wrote that? Or was she like, so, I want to do this? Well, no. So there's did doc- she? Oh, you don't um, know about the documentary? Okay, so there's a documentary called The Eyes of Tammy Faye, right? Right. No, I know that there is Done that years documentary. Ago. But do you know who made that documentary? Oh, I and I haven't seen. No, who? Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey. Do you know who Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey are? <laughs> Keep going. The best friends of RuPaul and are the two executive producers of RuPaul's Drag Race. Got it. Oh, wow. One of them being, I think it was Randy Barbado, made the supermodel video with Ru. With Ru forever ago. Right. So the two of them made that documentary because they were obsessed with Tammy Faye back in like the early 2000s or like late 90s. They made uh, it was that probably late 90s because she died in 07. Right. So they talk about how in the making of the how the documentarians had so much footage. She got access to all this footage that they had still. So she was able to get all the footage from Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey. And just study and, and study, study and study. But she has always wanted to play that role. Like this has been like years in the making for her. Not only did she yeah, get access to Yeah, I know to I have heard a little bit about that and I haven't gone down a rabbit hole, but it uh, was she was just fantastic. Fucking awesome. Like it makes me now I'm not gonna go to DC this weekend because it's like we decided I was gonna stay in New York this weekend. And you know, I think I'm gonna just fucking have to turn that on. I mean, I've t- it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> and I made Rita watch it. Good. Did he like it? Well, you know, ish. ish. But I think he wasn't, you know, we have very different tasted movies. And yeah, you want of course. To, but, once, but once, like, he got into it, then it was, di- you know, once it took some time. Yeah. To, but, but there was yes. not, there was not one moment of that movie where I was like, oh, it's kind of dragging here. No. Uh, oh, my God. She was incredible. Um, speaking of Rue, really quick, uh, the finale uh, is... Friday. Is Friday. I'm so excited. I don't want to go too deep. I've got some notes here about the last few episodes that we've seen 
that I want to discuss with Caleb, our drag race subject yes, matter Yes, I'm expert. really excited for our resident Smee. Yes. I love when he comes on. He'll be back. I got to text him. I'll text him tomorrow and I'll get her all excited. I'm sure she's got notes. Mm-hmm. I got questions for her, all kinds of things. So you did. You're all caught up. I did. Yeah. I'm okay. I watched the reunion, everything, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Just a little tickler. Just a little tickle. Just to tickle your pussy on 420. <laughs> pussy. That's right. Um, one really quick thing I just wanted to tell you, just like super fast. I know we're almost out of time. Um, Rob and I last Friday went to this musical at the call at the House of Yes, which is kind of like an alternative like performance space in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it's called, you know, it's like a fucking, it's like an amazing performance space. But it's more like they, you know, like they do a show and then they turn the show where you watch the show into like a dance floor. And it's like very mm-hmm. alternative Brooklyn, you know, kind of like queer, safe type place feeling like, you know, anyone's welcome, which is it's which is where, where the way it should be in, in, in any place. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they really do foster that, you know, you come here with an open mind. You come here and be who you want to be. You want to dress a certain way and wear freaky shit. That's this is the place to come and do it. Great. So, so they went. We went to this musical called Ketamine the Musical, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it was so great. It's by the, um, it's like one of the creative people behind House of Yes. Her name is Anna, and I do not know how to say this name. Sapozkinova. You literally mean like Sabrikur, yeah. Mo- Moscow Bombini, Moscow Bombini. <laughs> yes, like Moscow Bombini, Moscow Bombini. Anna Sapozkinikova. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is an immersive, persist, participatory, psychoactive, and disassociative spectacle. I mean, it's like I mean, I've done a lot of K. And you've done a lot of K. I mean, I guess I shouldn't out you, but you know, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Heidi, I felt like I was on K. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> Good. It was so bizarre. I mean, I was like <laughs> sitting there going like, what, what the fuck <laughs> am I watching? Like, this is bizarre. <laughs> like, they took, like, they made like, like deep into the show, it was like they made did a musical, like, and it was like to Thriller and it was like you're a zombie like you've done they made it's like you've done so much k that you've turned into a zombie but then they turned it into a dance party on stage and it was called the after 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 hours <laughs> so it's like after you've gone to the after hours and the after after hours you're at the after 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 hours where you've done so much k you've turned into a fucking michael jackson jackson thriller zombie I mean, it was like fucking awesome. They had like furniture <laughs> all over the stage. There was a guy on stage where he was just like chilling out on like furniture. But then like as it kind of starts to unfold, like all of the furniture was people like it literally looked like furniture. And it's like if you're on K, the furniture kind of starts to take on this different form. It was it that's was fantastic. Awesome. It was awesome. They had oh, this huge that. heart come down from uh, from above like massive like a heart like it had been ripped from someone's body and it was beating and you could see it like beating really big i mean it was huge and what you came to find out or what you come to find out is there's three people inside the heart and the heart opens up and there's a huge cock that falls out of it 
and inside the <laughs> cock is one person and then inside of the balls there's one person inside of each ball and so it's moving around and they're like it's like it's so trippy like what they did i mean it was amazing if you are in brooklyn if you're in God, new york i love that creative i know and it's backed by popular demand i guess it's been around for like years and so they brought it back and Rob sent it to me and he was like, um, I think you might be interested in this. And I was like, uh, get the uh, tickets now. Dad. Stat. <laughs> we have got to go see this. So yeah, Academy the Musical at the House of Yes. Anything you see at the House of Yes, we've seen several things there. Always good. Always great. Always a good show. So I'll take you there one day, Heidi. I love we've, that. We've got plenty How of late, other things. Is it, uh, will it be, how long's the run? Will it be there in uh, June? No, it won't be there in June. Darn. When, when you come here for Alegria. It's coming. So we got to get our tickets. Me and you need to talk offline about our tickets to Broadway Bears on Sunday at 930. Yes. Then we're going to go directly to Alegria. What you also <laughs> don't know that I have more details that are forthcoming about is Jake Resnickow's New York City Pride Party. He has rented with Ty Sunderland, who we've talked about on the show before. Nebula. No. The Brooklyn Mirage. And they're going to have 12 parties in six rooms on Saturday at the Brooklyn Mirage. Then on Sunday at 6 o'clock is Alegria. I mean, this club is the fucking place to be. What is happening? I what know. is going on over there? <laughs> everything is conver- everything is converging in one location for all of Pride. Like everyone is going to be there. Amazing! Because oh my god, it's going to be insane. That venue is amazing. It's so good. But yes, Gretchen's coming. You're coming. Let's get tickets. We need to talk. All right, WGRL Radio. No TikTok callers. I got to figure out this TikTok thing. It's pissing me the. We're fuck gonna off. get them. They're coming. I'm gonna get you, fucking people. Eight four four two three four nine four four seven five is the number to give us a call on. Like, subscribe, comment, call, and I think that's it. Is that all we wanted to say? I mean, there's so much more, but you know, there's see you on the dance time. floor. Oh, sorry, I just stepped on you. <laughs> you got to say it again. <laughs> see you on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Line back around again.